Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, that's right. And boys, is back. It's the Zone Boxing Show podcast. This is episode number I don't know. Barack, do you know what episode number is this? Uh, number 42. 42 that he just threw that in the mouth there. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I'm but I'm excited. We have a couple of guests today. Mendoza. That's right, Mendoza, who just beat Mr. Fandora in a huge knockout win. We'll talk to him and also unified champion of the world, Senisa Estrada. They both they both will be on the show today. Sometimes I say both. Sometimes I, I say both with an F, Barack. I don't know. It's it's the Brooklyn in me that comes out sometimes. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn too, but I don't say both. <laughs> yeah, well, you're educated, not me. So yeah. sometimes That's it slips true. out. Um, also, we have, we used to call him super producer at SirsXM when he actually did his job properly. Now- He's barely you know, hanging on by a thread. A thread. So we just call him barely producer. Josh got some stuff for us. Today. Wow. That- what's, what's the surprise you have lined up, Josh? What an intro. Well, first of all, it's episode number 34. Great, mm, wow. great, great wow. to be with you guys. Um, Brian Mendoza, I figure we should give Brian his, you know, his due. Let's get his first name out. Yeah, there. this guy says Mendoza and doesn't yeah. say Brian. <laughs> Listen, I mean, because I'm waiting for the introduction of the actual guest. That's when I'm really I'm really gonna lay it out. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah I'm always has people. an excuse. Always has an excuse. He forgot his first name in the moment. And said Mendoza. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely the case. (laughs) And as you guys guys can hear, right, I have a hell of a crew and a team here that they already put me on front street and tell everybody the truth. Pull the curtain back. It's all good, brother. That's what we got to do. That's what a podcast is all about, vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. There's no curtain. There's no curtain. No no curtain at all. This is not TV. I wish there was a curtain in your house because I don't like that you don't have a shirt on. Yeah, so I well, wish you could just pull the curtain close. I got to show the chopped meat when I can. Oh, every, 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 every chance I get. Uh, um, well, get yeah. Me. I mean, we have two guests, but we're actually going to bring on a surprise guest as well. Uh, you know, you talk about pulling the curtain back. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go all the way back to your time across the pond in the UK. Uh, and um, we're actually going to bring on the great Nat Blackheaven, our, of course, our social media guru, one's, runs the zone boxing, Instagram, TikTok, all our social channels. And I want Wait, to- they didn't fire that kid yet? No, they haven't gotten rid of him <laughs> no, or me yet. Not yet. Not yet. I wanted to, I, I really wanted to pull back the curtain all the way on the UK trip, specifically, Ak, you threw some shade at me. There's Nat, uh, as we speak <laughs> on video. Nat. Um, uh, we, Black Heaven is his uh, uh, Zoom name. That's, right. that's how Josh addressed him. That's it. That's his full name. Why would that's I not name. address the at least hey, one? He of got us that black part down packed, though. I tell you that. Man. I mean, I mean, turn, I'm, turn I'm, the I'm, light I'm, on in there, Nat. Yeah, if I'm going to introduce a guest, I'll say his full name. Unlike you, Ock. I don't know why you don't, but um, <laughs> Nat, now, Nat, I wanted to bring you on because mm. uh, you know, and welcome to the Zone Boxing Show podcast. Um, Last week on the podcast, Ak actually threw a whole bunch of shade at me for the reasons why the Twitter spaces are very mm. first one turned into just a colossal mess, barely able to hear him. 
And speaking with you, I know there were some stories about why that really happened. So I just wanted to go straight to the source. First of all, thank you for having me. Pleasure <laughs> to be on the DBS. I mean, podcast. we're not really having you, brother. <laughs> we're we're kind of forced. We're <laughs> kind of forced to have you. Well, I'm here. Well, I'm here. Um, the name is Nat Black Heaven. That's the full name. First of all, let's just let's just uh, okay, get okay, off, Black Heaven. Nat Black shares. Heaven. Now, that- uh, for those that are listening. I was there. I was there. I was in person. I was with Ak and Barak, both of them. And this is exactly what went down. All right. Oh, we had the we Twitter go. spaces. We were ready to go. The microphones were tested. Everything, everything was cool, right? We were going to be backstage. We had good Wi-Fi. Everything was going to work perfectly. I told Ak and Barak, I, I, sh- I shot them a text message. I said, guys, come backstage. Get ready about 20 minutes before. You know, Barak was there, you know, as I expected. Ark was on his way, right? He hold got on, there and he on. said, "Before you continue, you said backstage originally you were telling us to go up to the host position where we were doing before the bell." I just want to put that up. So it wasn't upstairs, backstage. backstage, the same okay. thing. There was good Wi-Fi. That that's the point is that there was good Wi-Fi, right? Okay. okay. And, and and I knew that. I had tested it. I <laughs> comes along and says, "We got ringside seats. Let's go downstairs." <laughs> I mean, because who doesn't want to do the podcast? I said, no, it's it's not. I don't want to do the podcast. It's too loud. It's too loud. We're not going to have any signal, right? (laughs) Plus, the thing to keep in mind, Nat, let's keep this in mind, the ridiculousness of that request. It's an audio-only piece. Why does it matter what location? Right. Well, well, listen, the guys are calling fights on on the broadcast. They're just, people are listening to them. I mean. And he wants to go down. He wants to go ringside, literally right next to the ring. When it's twenty thousand screaming people in the arena, and he said, "No, no, let's go down there." Okay, I said, "Okay, you know what? These guys are the hosts. I ask the host. You know what? I'm gonna listen. If he wants to go down there, let's go down there, right?" <laughs> so we, so we go down there. We're trying to get this Twitter Spaces rolling. It's not working. Why is it not working? Because there's cheap the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi in the O2 arena. As, as historic that arena is, they got cheap. Um, I, I don't. I can't say the way. You guys say ish, you know, it was, they took a piss with the, uh, they took a piss with the Wi-Fi and the O2 arena. That's all. No, 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 no. What no, it no, is no. is the we, Wi-Fi we works where it's supposed to work. People in ringside don't need the Wi-Fi. Absolutely. So the reason we went down is because of Ark's request. For about 10 minutes, we were there trying to sort it out while, while, while everybody was there ringside. In the end, I said, guys, this, this is just not working. We need to go backstage. Because you, you, you good listeners were listening, waiting for the Twitter spaces to roll, and it yeah. just wasn't working. You guys were, and you guys, me, as, as a, you know, as a, a thoughtful host that I am, I wanted to bring you guys close to the action, right? I wanted to bring you guys right next to the mat so you can really hear the blows being thrown. I mean, I was trying to give you exclusive that is access. That dumbest lie Matt, I ever heard because Matt, we were talking on tw- the Twitter spaces, so they couldn't hear the blows anyway. They were hit. They were there to hear us in our conversation, right, but not the fight. The so you were bootlegging the fight, basically, no, audio. No. So just so you know, um, my beloved listeners, you know, Nat, Josh on the uh, phone, on Twitter, and Barack pulled us back and took away the exclusive access that you guys were going to get during the Twitter space and yeah, put yeah, us yeah. in a room. And not to mention, I couldn't even, they didn't even sort this out. I couldn't do it next to Barack because... The audio was bleeding into his mic, so it was echoed. I had to be in the hallway doing hosting a show while people were walking back and forth, and Nat had to come in and out of the room just to pull the curtain all the way back to let me know when to go, when to let a guest go, and then Josh was having a blast from his living room. 
if you, you know what? Wait a minute. No, back, I don't want to pull the be lying about this. This you know behind the scenes by the ring garbage. You no, know that was true. That's what I want. Now wait a minute. I don't want to pull the curtain back. I want to yank the curtain down. Now Nat, wait a minute. I could say he hosted the space. I'd, I'd like to use. I think he's using that term loosely. Who Ooh. did all the promotional reads? Who introduced the guests? Who steered the ship? I mean, let's be honest. Oh, thank can, you. Can I have you side? No read in front of me, right there. Right, but no read in front of me. I'm in the hallway. No read. I sent you the rundown with a suit on, trying to get. I'm trying to dodge people while I'm wait, on, wait, on why, the. Wait, wait. Why did he add it? Why'd you add with a suit on? What? What the hell does <laughs> I have to do with anything? Everybody. Did it make it harder? It was more difficult. I had the yeah. suit on. No, when you have a suit, you're in a, you're in a certain space. Reads don't really gel well with suits, but in any case. Josh, you were you had the stuff in front of you. I was MacGyver with it, right? Improvising while Barack was sitting back in a relaxing, room, relaxing, relaxing. Maybe because I came on time and didn't mess the whole thing up. You know what I mean? So I didn't delay us all. Now I'm How not gonna lie. I, I, you were holding it down. I'm not gonna lie. When when we were having the troubles, I, I will I will give you your props where your props are due. You were you were holding it down. You know you were trying to keep the conversation going while we had the technical difficulties. However. You started the technical, technical difficulty. It's <laughs> only right he had to. Theory. He had to deal with that. Oh, uh, he right. gave me the however. So however. I want to know how did the Twitter fans feel? And Josh, since you're home doing nothing, sitting on your butt eating Twinkies while we were me doing, doing this, right? doing nothing. I'm working. So, so did how was the response um, with the fans? What was their response like to the Twitter space? Well, I mean, everyone loved it, but I would like my kudos. I actually think I, I deserve your paycheck from Saturday because you're the one that almost <laughs> sabotaged the thing. Oh, let's do it in AJ's dressing room. Let's do it in the ring. Let's do No, just it's an audio only project. See, Nat, here's the problem. I right? did almost go you into let, AJ's dressing you room. Let Ock, you let Ock talk you into anything that's above and beyond and it sounds great on paper. Just say no. That's all you have to oh, do. Oh, yeah, just like we say did in no. Las Vegas, just, right? Just, when we were in Las Vegas and I told you, Josh, we need to host our Sirius XM show from the stage up top and bring all the guests there. And you was like, oh, no, this last minute. I said, no, let's get it done. And what did you say after? And looking back on it, I should have said no, because if the connection wouldn't have worked, we wouldn't have had a wow. show. Wow. He is so full of crap, Barack, when he told me, wow, I, you know, I'm glad I listened to you because, look, the show was great. We yeah. had a great space. Blase, blah. Now you're saying looking back, you shouldn't have. Because here's the executed. here's the problem, right? With one of your ridiculous ideas, if it works, you get the credit, and when if it doesn't work, people like Nat and I, who the who well, are the that real makes blue, sense. that makes all the, the sense in the world, as you yeah. should. So Nat, I just want to just you know, <laughs> and let's also say it's it past ten o'clock at night for Nat over in the UK when we're taping this. So let's thank him for staying up late. Yes, we so appreciate say, that. Let's well, wake say, up all the rest of the social media team and tell them to to start. <laughs> Collabing with Octave Rock when wow. need be. See, here you and go. Start tagging us. Wow. Here you go. Yeah. On the podcast. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> during podcast. business hours. And oh, I, Nat, I hope you don't tag them in anything. Well, tag Barack. <laughs> tag Barack. In wow. Um, let me just ask you this, Nat. So, out of 100% of the blame for the tech issues, when it comes to Ak Barack and myself, how would you divide up the 100% of the blame? You know what? I'm going to give 90% of the blame to Ak. I'm going to give 10% of the blame to me for listening to him. Oh. <laughs> All right. Like That's a that. good one. That a a sense of humor. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Listen, folks, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. For those that tuned in oh. to the Twitter space, tell me how you enjoyed that process. I created more anticipation from them having to wait at nine o'clock. They said, no, 
something is going on. They heard the cheers of the crowd. So in my opinion, I think I brought success to the Twitter space because we created more anticipation. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, I, I guess Nat can go back to like fishing through all of the emails and the, and the text messages you send him, Ak, because that, <laughs> that's basically what he does all day. Yeah, and and Nat, just so you're aware, Nat, as well, the next Twitter spaces that we're going to do on site for Tank against Ryan Garcia, we will be doing in a secure location, good oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm not letting Oc talk me into. Oh doing no, no, hold up, hold up, hold no, up. I'm not letting Oc talk me into doing it in the MGM Grand or in Ryan's locker room or in Tanks where Tanks getting a haircut. No, we're doing Ooh, it. In wait a, a minute. Good wait wifi. a minute. You just struck an idea. Ryan's locker room Twitter no, space. Nope. Nope. And we can oh, get good Ryan to, me. to join. Sounds good to me. Nat, Nat is smiling right now. That that means he Ock has him already. I mean, that's a lot of social media engagement right there. I'm not gonna lie. Look Nat, that, don't do it. it. Don't let him. Got him. Got him. Hey, Ryan Garcia has how many million uh, followers on Twitter? About bro? Nine million. Nine million on Twitter. And if we say Ryan, no, not join Twitter. Your... Instagram. Instagram. No, I know, but on Twitter, oh, on Twitter, millions. probably got like couple Five, it's always a small it's always a uh, way lower way lower oh, maybe about two million. it's more than the zone has can you so. check that net oh how good many, uh, that's a great way to promote check that. that's great about two million maybe one point something one point something million on twitter it's ryan hard to, it's hard garcia. to have followers on twitter ryan garcia has two hundred thousand followers look at on that twitter? way lower on than twitter. i thought Way lower than oh, I. You thought. might have the wrong page. I think oh, you, you might have the, the wrong page. page. Says Ak no, to no. the social media expert. Ak hasn't <laughs> tweeted in a year and a half, and you're going to say Nat's wrong. Unbelievable. That's um, true. I haven't. I haven't tweeted. Two hundred thousand followers. Wow. That's less than zone. Yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah. We'll we'll do it in his locker. We'll do it in his locker on Friday. Right, well, Nat, I'll. Tanks. Yeah, I'll. You know what, Nat? I'll steer the ship here once again on this podcast. Wow, Ryan you was, with... is not active on Twitter at all. Uh, He's well, Nat is right. Wow. Me. Beautiful, just like real life. Nat, thank you for joining us. Thanks <laughs> thank you. Appreciate you, Nat. Thank you, thank you, Nat. Appreciate Take it easy. Have a good show. Peter. Yeah, remember, you, not, bye not, bye just, bye. don't be afraid thank to shoot you. him down. <laughs> all right, let, Barack, I agree with you. Let's get back to knockouts, right? Huge, yes. vicious knockout by Mr. Mendoza, and his first name is Brian. Oh, God. Over Fundura. Let's talk to him. What's up, brother? How you guys doing, man? Appreciate you good. for having me. Good, Welcome good. to the show. Congratulations on a big win in an exciting fight. You know, you were the underdog going into this fight. Uh, a lot of people, you know, are high on uh, Fundora. And quite frankly, you know, he's a hell of a fighter. What did you see going into this fight that nobody else did? Like, stylistically. Um, I mean, number one being no fear. I feel like people freeze just at the sight of his height and his reach and stuff. Uh, I feel like a lot of people freeze just off the strength of that. And then uh, I just, I saw the a tall, lanky guy, you know, that's, it was very awkward. You know, it even took me a few rounds to like, I, I couldn't even really clinch or anything. It was like, I would try to hold or something to slow down the momentum or something, but he's done, has like these loop-de-loop -loop shots that go all the way around. And right. uh, that part was crazy. So it, he's very awkward, uh, big volume and everything. So he's, he made it to where he has, you know, for a reason, but I, I still saw like a lanky guy that, that can't block all that body. He can't block his head 24 seven, you know, his hands are down to shoot at a smaller target. So I, I just saw holes in the game, you know, that I could take advantage of. Oh, what was his power like? Um, he doesn't have much pop. It's more about the volume for sure. Like right. I, I never felt even like, you know, like a flash days or anything like that. 
it was legitimate. Like I was just like, oh, this is what it is. Like he's one of those guys that he doesn't even care about hitting you hard. He's not trying to hit you hard. He's just trying to touch you. And uh, that breaks people mentally before even physically because they're like, yo, like I can't breathe. I can't, you know, just, you feel this pressure. Right. But that's why. How many rounds did it take you to, to start getting close enough to touch him? Where, where you felt it, where you say, okay, now I know I can, because initially, obviously it was the issue. You had to adjust to that linky size and those loopy shots. What round did you say to yourself, I know I'm going to touch him with a hard shot? Um, I mean, I just knew it was a matter of time. The plan was always to have a big second half, either big enough to walk away with the, the decision or a knockout. Because that first half, I'm going up against a machine. You're not going to take out a machine right away. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a lot of that, but it was just, um, you know, uh, I had great sparring. You know, like my main sparring that I brought in was Michael Fox, 6'4", uh, Southpaw, yeah, uh, Walter yeah. Wade. Mm -hmm. So he gave me great looks, and and he's a lot more slick than Fundora. He actually uses a lot of his height and reach and stuff. So uh, it was difficult to touch him, but I always said, if I can touch him, then I'm really going to land something on Fundora. And it was just, you know, having faith in the process because, you know, the, it, it was a similar look, but, you know, he boxes a lot more. So right. it was that, but just uh, having faith in my gas tank and everything too, just knowing that um, even if it is awkward at first, I know I'm going to close the distance and I know he's also going to close the distance for me. But it, it was more just that, just keep chopping the tree and just keep keep moving forward. But the, I actually was motivated from even the first round. Because yeah. once the second round started, I looked and his body was already turning red. So wow. I know that I'm obviously touching. He has a good poker face, you know, for those shots. But right. um, yeah, you look, people are saying, oh, you weren't landing a lot of overhands. Like, yes, I was. Just look at where I was aiming. Okay. Uh, you weren't landing a lot of those hooks. Yes, I was. Look where I was aiming. I wasn't, I wasn't headhunting like every single opponent has. They right. just want to headhunt. But it's the, the target in front of me is body. I do not. I, I got to look up for his head. For his weight. I'm not trying to do all that reaching, you know, and jump and trying to get up there. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring him down to my level and chop that tree bit by bit till it's the height that I need it to be. Okay, so let's go back to the seventh round. That left hook. I mean, it looked like it, it, it wasn't a crazy hard left hook. Did you even after you threw it, you seemed to step back? Did you even think that that shot was gonna do the damage that it did? Um, no, because you know my thing. Like I said, the the I keep reiterating, you know, chop the tree. It was chop the tree. The whole mentality yeah. in the fight was chop the tree. I wasn't really looking for one. You know, every mm -hmm. once in a while, I would try to sit on maybe on a big shot, but I wasn't looking for one. The point is snap your shots. And actually, if you look at the the break before that round, I don't know if they put on the on the official fight part yet, but mm -hmm. um, Salas told me, he's like, hey, go put some heat on the shots in this round. Like, don't don't oh. get stuck in, the, in his rhythm. He said, put a little more heat on him because that was, it was second second half time to right. step it up. Um, I had even asked him because the the in the flow of the fight, I lost track of the rounds. Like, hey, what round is it? Because we got a game plan to follow. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't even think they knew, and there was no ring card girls. So right. I was like, bro, they're taking it. It's very crucial. You said, where, but, no, you said, where the girls at? Where the bathing suits at? I'm something, bro. But I, I, was, I was at least looking for the round, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Now, I, did, I, I was you know, trying, did you, did you know when he hit the canvas that, that he wasn't going to get up from that in time? Um, no. I was just, I just, that's why you saw the heat I put on those follow-up shots to put him down because I dazed him with the hook and then I I, right I put everything right. behind. Yeah, I put everything behind that shot and even the hook on his way down. But that was, that was more of like, hey, stay down, you know, type of, type of <laughs> yeah, thing. But, yeah, like, I don't want to deal um, with you anymore. Let's finish this. Yeah. Now. Look, yeah, how, but, I mean, 
how 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 was your interaction with him after the fight? Once he was up, conscious, um, did you get a chance to have a little powwow with him? And how did that go? Um, only in the ring, which you saw, I, I didn't get to talk to him backstage. But okay. uh, in the ring, we did, you know, just have that little moment. It was like, like, hey man, like I appreciate you, you know, tough fight. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Because yes. he didn't have to, you know. I, I know everybody looked at me as food, but like this was very dangerous food, you know. Like I'm right. <laughs> even at, at the very least, I had a puncher's chance, you know. Like to even the people that didn't believe at all. So this was still a risky fight to take, you know, so hats off. To what, did, what did he say to you? Nothing much, man. We kept it very, very short and sweet. You know, he's like, yeah, good yeah. fight, you know, all that stuff. Um, right. Didn't have like a full conversation. Got it. So so let's go back to you talking about, um, you know, everybody's looking at you as food. You know, you had two losses, you know, in this kind of game, you know, a loss kind of really sets you back. It's, unless you're a really, mm. really popular fighter. Did you ever get discouraged possibly like maybe after like that Ramos fight and say, man, I don't know, should I keep going or what? I, I've been through every emotion you can possibly think mm -hmm. of, man, from the happiest to the darkest. Mm -hmm. I've seen it all, and, but I feel like, I, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything because that's where my career brought me. When that's was your what, darkest moment? Around what time in your career? Um, honestly, man, my, my first loss, because it, it was a fight. I, yeah, it, it was a fight I wasn't supposed to take. And then right. that's still when that, 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 why, that why invincibility gets crushed. Why weren't um, you supposed to take that fight? Uh, I was still, you know, I was supposed to be a side. It was a guy that was like a nine and one. Uh, mm -hmm. He had, you know, beat some other, you know, tough dudes, but he was supposed to just be tough or whatever. And then that's when I was holding on to 147 a little too long. You know, I couldn't make those cuts anymore. Right. Um, but, you know, no excuses. Like the guy was a better night on that night. And that that's still just what crushed me. It wasn't about weight. It wasn't about anything. It was the fact that the invincibility had been crushed in that moment. I was like, yo, Damn. this isn't supposed to happen. So, so it was so more think, that. Do you think you need it? This win, especially to, you know how dramatic it was, to to really co not convince yourself, but also establish that all right, I, I'm I'm good enough to compete with the with the big dogs here. I need to keep going. Like, did you put that pressure on yourself going into this fight? Um, no, not so much that. But even even going into the Ramos fight, it was like um, I, I went uh, the the times out the Ramos Ramos never hurt me either. You know, like I've I've been in there with with guys. I eat their shots. I, I took Rosario's best punches. He, he landed an uppercut that made me look like an owl, snapped my neck all the way back. <laughs> and I had, even then, you know, I didn't, I didn't buckle. Like, I didn't feel anything. I, was, I have the chin. Uh, now, you know, with Tony Brady behind me, I have the, the gas tank, the strength and conditioning for it. I have the, the intelligence with Ismael Salas and all my people around me. Like, it's all blended together. So it's, it's been little by little, but it's, it's more about realizing who I am more than like finding the, the confidence in this. And I was just more realizing who I am, you know, just taking down and sitting and taking all those things into account. Well, with that, with that being said, what names are they promising you? What is, what, what is the PBC? What do they have lined up for you? Um, nothing yet. You know, the, the dust is so settling and everything, but uh, you know, obviously I'm the interim. So yep. like logistically the, the next in line is the, the, the full, you know, the undisputed and everything. And, um, it's, it's all in one with, you know, Charlo has all in one right now. The, the next step is that logistically, but you know, whatever it is, want. man, but that's like you would choose over, over any other one, obviously. Of course, man. You know, I'm in this for real. I'm not, you know, I just proved, you know, I went in for the title. I told people I'm not, I'm not excited. Oh, yay. I made it this far. Nah, the, the dream was to have the title. The dream was to have the titles, uh, like, you know, there's multiple, it's not, um, that's what we're really going for. So no, nah, I, I want Charlo. I want the undisputed. Like, uh, you know, I just beat this and now I'm solidified. Now they can't deny me, but I beat Charlo and 
I'm really like you can't like that's history right there. So yeah. Okay. So now oh, I want I want to chase greatness. A hundred percent. Now you know Charlo's probably gonna be tied up for the rest of the year. You know he's recovering. Then he has a fight with Tim Zhu. Then he's gonna have another break. So in that meantime, if before this fight, I would say, hey, would you like that rematch with Jesus Ramos? He just had a good fight, you know, against Joey Spencer. But now mm -hmm. that you're so high on the list, now I mean, you, you you're the interim champ of the WBC. Are you going to look for bigger fish, maybe fish guys like Brian Castaño, guys who are ranked higher, or would you even entertain a fight with uh, Jesus Ramos, a rematch? Um, of course, you know, I like a little get back too, but so we have like some unfinished business there. So um, like, but to be honest, bro, I, I just don't have an answer, but I just, yeah. I will tell you, I want all the smoke. I can't tell you that much. Yeah. I want everybody. So uh, even after I beat Rosario, I got ranked in 160 and 154 since they made me take the fight at 160. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, so and I, I told my team, they said, well, wait, do you want, I said either one, 160 or 154. I want wow. both of them. Wow. So, um, biggest opportunities to answer your question, like, well, like, yes, the names, of course, but I just want the biggest opportunities. And but you see how easy these fights are to make with me. There's not even a buildup or anything. Like, yo, he signed. Let's go. Gotcha. So well, it's too easy, man. We're, we're okay. looking forward to seeing you back in the ring. Obviously, you bring excitement to the sport. And now I, got I appreciate that. Love this. So looking forward to seeing you, man. Good luck moving forward. Appreciate that, man. Pleasure Good to be talking with you guys. Likewise, man. Take care, champ. All right, Brock. Look, looking forward to seeing him in the ring again as well as our next guest. That's right. First, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Senisa Estrada. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Fight Fans, joining us now, friends to the room, one of the most exciting fighters in all of boxing, Senisa Estrada, unified champ. What's up, champ? Hey, guys, thank you for having me on. I say congratulations, a big win. Uh, first off, uh, Tina uh, Rupshaw, did she was she better than you expected? You know, I knew going into the fight and studying Tina beforehand that she is a tough fighter, she's a good fighter, and she makes fights difficult for all of her opponents because of her height. I mean, it's it's hard fighting short fighters who you know, keep their hands high and stay tucked in a shell because it's hard to land clean, solid shots on them. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that going into the fight. So in this training camp, I worked extremely hard on making sure that each sparring session, I was following the game plan from round one to round 10 or round 12 or 14, however many rounds I sparred. I wanted to stick with um, keeping my distance, using the jab, using my footwork and switching stances in order to uh, throw Tina off. So that way she can't get comfortable. You know, her favorite punch is an overhand, right? And she lands it anytime she wants on her opponent. So I wanted to let her know from the first round that you can't, you can't land that punch on me. I mean, she landed it, of course, it's a fight. She landed it like twice, but um, I completely avoided it throughout the whole fight. And that's what really, that's what really threw her off mentally. And I knew little by little, as the rounds go on, she would um, be forced to, to really just 
not know what to do and just come forward and try to be aggressive, which is really what I wanted from her. Did she have any pop or has anyone ever buzzed you at all? Um, Tina, no, did not have um, much pop in her punches. And um, I have not been really buzzed or hurt in a fight. Um, you know, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll happen someday, but maybe. Now, you, you never know. Now, maybe you just I'm have not. that, that chin. <laughs> maybe you just have that special maybe, chin. Yeah, I think, I think I just like it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, Who you was know the hardest that? puncher you ever faced? The hardest puncher I've ever faced was, um, fighters in the beginning of my career, like the toughest mm. fights of my career, I mm. think have been in the beginning of my career fights that weren't seen, you know, mm. fights that took place um, from the first fight of my career to maybe like the 10th fight of my career, because yeah. I was fighting girls who were naturally so much bigger uh, than me physically. And I was fighting out of my weight class. A lot of fights, I had to take fights with girls who were like at bantam weight or even higher than that. Um, but wow. it's just something that I had to do in order to, to build my record and to stay active because I wanted to fight. Wow. Um, so yeah, I think the, the hardest punchers and the toughest fights were definitely early in my career when I was fighting a lot heavier. Okay. Now, in, in this fight, you know, some people were saying the scorecards were too wide. Have you took your time to watch the fight? And what's your response to that? Um, I did. And the scorecards, I don't think they were wide at all. I think I, from, from after the first round, I knew that my game plan was going to work exactly the way I wanted it to work. Um, and I knew that each round would be, would be pretty clear. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really go back to a corner after each round thinking, did I, did I win that round? And uh, my team is very good at, at letting me know that, they're, you know, that letting me know if I need to, if a round is close or if um, I'm falling behind. And out. I didn't really feel that happening throughout the fight because like I said, um, I, I stood in, I stood intact with the game plan and I made sure I didn't stay out of it. And I know towards like the end of the fight, like round, sometimes around seven, around eight to 10, I wanted to just, the fighter in me just wanted to stay in there a little bit more and just like put the pressure on her even more. But my right. trainer kept yelling out, stick to the game plan. She wants to lure, lure you in. That's what she wants. She wants you to get aggressive so you can land, she can land that overhand right. Um, so I had to just stay composed and, and stay focused on, on keeping my distance and just boxing and moving. Yeah, she just broke that down, man. She, <laughs> you're just one of the best fighters I've ever seen. In the female That's why division. she's good on TV too, you know? A hundred percent. But listen, we spoke to Clarissa Shields recently and a few days ago and she gave her top 10 and she had you at number 10. And I was like, yo, Shanice is better than most of those people you named. Now let's just say that the pound for pound list is a real thing. Let's just say that, right? Cause some people don't care and I'm with that. Where do you put yourself on a pound for pound list? <laughs> I got you. I got you number four only because those other three, they done did so much. It's just <laughs> wrong for me to put you above them. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Clarissa got number 10 from. I mean, I think uh, she hasn't seen you. I think she no, admitted no, it to Aklamami. I think no, she, she did, said she, did she say, hasn't really seen you fight enough. She did say that. She did say that. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 <laughs> like I was telling people, like, I don't really think about the pound for pound list. Like mm -hmm. I just, I just fight and do my thing. And like, uh, like I tweeted the other day that Roy Jones called me immediately after the fight and said that I'm pound for pound on his, I'm number wow. one pound on his list. Oh, th that's enough. Like, that means something. That means <laughs> that's something. Enough. That text, I was like, if all of y'all pound for pound, I don't care. So, so wait a minute. So did you, did you screenshot that and put it on Instagram? You should have screenshotted that text and put it out there. 
So after hearing that from Roy, I was like, man, I don't care about any of these pound for pound lists. Like I'm number one on my favorite fighters. Pound oh, for wow. pound list. That just made me so happy. But I mean, um, you know, I give, I give credit to, to all the women out there that are, you know, Amanda, Katie, Carissa, uh, Bumgarner, um, Michaela, like everyone's just, just doing their yeah. thing. There's so much talent in women's boxing right now, but um, I mean, I'm not one to, to say where I think I belong on the pound for pound list. Of course, we all think that we should be number one on the pound for pound list. Like, which one, mm-hmm. who, which one of us wouldn't think that? Um, but I just think that if I continue to just fight the way I did my last fight and stay active this year and show my skills and talent, um, you know, people, people will be able to, to have me at number one and, and put me there themselves. I think that's what it's about because in reality, we kind of changed it during this generation to where the pound for pound list involves um, accolades. But back in the days, it was really about skill set. So if we're talking skill set, you're, you're one of the best, best. You're, you're one of the top. You know what I mean? So do you think that when it comes to accolades, though, you got to beat somebody like Yacosta or maybe even more fights than that to be at number one? Yeah, I totally agree, which is why for a while I was kind of confused about yeah. pound for pound list because, like you said, it's not the way it used to be. Right. Uh, pound for pound meant skill, skillfully who would win no matter the weight if everybody right. was the same weight. And exactly. now it seems, about, it seems like it's about belts. There's girls who are ahead of me who don't even have the, the skills that I have, but they have more belts than I have. Right. Um, so that's something that, you know, kind of it's different now. Uh, like you said. You're talking about McCaskill. Of course. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't know. I'm talking about whoever. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Anissa. You know, you know, Some I, women that are ahead of me. <laughs> but, but, um, one of the most historic fights I've ever been to, male or female, was Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, right? It was the energy. Yeah. It was just insane. And because they have each other, right? They, they have, each of them have their dance partner and people still want to see the rematch. Is it frustrating to you that you haven't found that yet. And, and and is that what you need to be the superstar that you deserve to be? Um, I think, I think there's, um, yeah, I think there's opponents out there for me where I can, um, uh, it can, it can be a big fight like, like Katie and Amanda. And, and that fight was just incredible. And it was amazing to be at because it was such a, a great matchup with two great fighters. And I think, um, I think that can that can definitely happen for me in throughout my career with the certain fighters and there's so many talented good fighters in the smaller weight division so I'm they just never there was never anybody like me to be able to give that exposure to them and now right. all the women in min, at minimum weight light flyweight and flyweight they want their dream is now to come to the US and fight me because they know right. it's such a big opportunity they know it's a great platform they know that they're going to make uh, the biggest payday um, of their careers so um, with that, I think that I can, I definitely have big fights out there that, um, people would, would definitely be interested in that can, that can make uh, a Katie and Amanda type of fight. See, that's what I was going to ask you because you're a name, but they're not a name. And, and the reason why they got so much money is because they had that rivalry. They accomplished what they accomplished on their own and they created a rivalry. Do you think that maybe even though you beat her already? Marlon Esparza is that person? Um, honestly, I think I can I can go on with big fights without Marlon Esparza and make the money that I want to make without okay. her. But I am willing to fight her again, of course, because I know it's a fight that the fans want to see. Where at? Back at 112 or what? Um, 
well, obviously I'll have to go to one frog, but she won't come down to, to <laughs> she won't come down and meet me anywhere. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go to one twelve. I'll even go to one fifteen if she wants Damn. to. Going to move up and go to one fifteen. Yeah, well, but what, I'll do. What, that's I mean, what I was going to ask you. What's the heaviest you would ever do? Um, you know, I walk around. I walk around at maybe 114, 115 the most. Wow. I can't go higher than 115. That's with me eating whatever the hell I want. Wow. Um, so it would be difficult for me to like fight at bad and weight. But I actually have said that recently that um, after being undisputed at, at the at my my natural weight classes, I totally be down to have a fight at bantamweight weight just to just to challenge wow. myself. I don't know. I think wow. it would be. Right. You have to hit the weights, <laughs> you know. I got to hit the weights, and I mean, I'll have a great training camp. I'll be able to go to McDonald's every day. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I think a fighter like like Ebony Bridges would be cool. It would be it would be a fun fight. I really love Ebony. Oh, wow, I think, wow. I think she's she's done a great job at um at just promoting herself and just not giving a damn what anybody thinks. And I really right. admire her for that. And I think her and I, you know, promotional wise and um ex as far as styles and excitement would be a really fun fight so I she looks she looks way bigger than you oh yeah she is <laughs> way sure. bigger than you way bigger than you you you're something else i tell you you're something else <laughs> i'd like to see that years to come <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, listen let me, let me get you I, I, want, I want some predictions out of you sanisha look there's a lot there are a lot of big fights happening uh one of the biggest in boxing, all the boxing is obviously Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. A lot of people are picking Tank. Most people are. Um, how does that fight play out? Well, I mean, I'm I'm Team Ryan. I'm I'm friends with Ryan, uh, friends with Ryan's family. But as far as you know, uh, so I'm Team Ryan no matter what. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. It's a fight that you you can't really predict what's going to happen because they 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 both have the skills they both have the the power and anything can happen with one punch and that's the most yeah. intriguing thing about this fight so i'm just excited to just see what's going to happen from the first round and if it goes to the last round how who's going to be the one to stay mentally strong and to and to be able to just control the fight and and stay away from one another's power yeah you know, you had mentioned one time that Canelo's one of your favorite fighters. Do you think that Canelo should rematch Bivol if he gets past John Ryder? Do you think he should rematch Bivol at 175 where he lost to him at or at 168 and defend his titles? I mean, I would like to see him at 168 and just fighting. I feel like the, the I love how he took the risk to go up and yeah. Canelo doesn't, doesn't fear anyone. And I give him so much credit for just mm -hmm. having so much heart and, and doing that. But at the same time, Vo is just so much bigger and he's a very, he's a good fighter. He's great at, at keeping his distance and, distance. and having a really good stance. And that's kind of what, uh, kind of what, um, that's the advantage he had against Canelo and Canelo tried his best, but I think I would like to see him stick to his more natural weight classes. Well, his okay. natural weight class is 168, even though he's small for that weight class. And recently we just had David Benavidez on and he's been clamoring for that Canelo fight. Is, is that a fight that you would want to see Canelo in, David Benavides? Yeah, him? I would love to see Canelo versus David Benavides. I think that'll be um, a very good fight. And I thought the the Plant Benavides fight was very good. I, I'm a I'm a fight I'm a fan of, of Plant. I think he has really good really good footwork and, and movement and good boxing ability. But um, I just I just wasn't sure if he was going to be able to to keep that up throughout the fight without 
you know, without getting too tired or without getting caught with big punches, but he showed so much heart in that fight. It was, it was really good. You know, before you get out of here, I just want to tell you about that piece that you did with Mark Kriegel when you, you, you talked about your father, well, your father was talking about committing, wanting to commit suicide. Then he had a dream. And then you said he knew that before you were born, by the way, and, and you said that he knew that I needed him. Oh my God, that brought tears to my eyes. That was just <laughs> an amazing thing to see the relationship that you guys have and how you feel about your father and look how successful you are now. And meanwhile, he could have killed himself. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was it was really great that my story was was shared with with everyone. And, and I've met so many people um, after it was aired that just were so just touched by it and inspired yeah. because you know, it's, it's real, it's real life about my, my dad's uh, uh, drug addiction and, and him being in and out of prison and just um, turning his life around when, when he overdosed and around the time that I first started boxing, it kind of, it's completely saved his life and changed his life. And I'm just glad that our story can inspire people and um, can, can relate to so many people. Amen. Would you say that your driving motivation, a big part of it is to make him proud? Definitely. Yeah. But hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm motivated so much by, by just making him proud and, and, and letting him know that all of the years of, of time and money and sacrifice that he put into me to in the amateurs throughout my pro career to, so I can be where I'm at today. I just want him to know that um, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it worth it. Wish my kids would say that about me. When did you when did oh. you realize this? Did you always feel that way, or did you give your father problems with a bad attitude and then you change? <laughs> no, of course we. Of course, him being my trainer from the age of eight to sixteen, like we bumped heads. Of course, yeah. like any, like any father son or, or, right. or father daughter relationship would be. But um, yeah. he's been he's just he's just so great. Like he never asked for anything, which is like the most amazing thing. Like he's willing to. He was willing to step aside uh, when I was 16, so that way uh, my trainer, who I have now, Dean Campos, can can take over and and mm -hmm. teach me new things and take me to another level. And and that's not that's not easy it's for not a lot easy of at all. No, nope. without yeah, animosity. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he never takes you know never wants to take the credit for anything. And he's just um, you know after after every fight, I'm like I'm like Dad, like what do you need? What can I buy you? And he's just like, oh, can you just like maybe buy me some breakfast? And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have my son watch this interview over and over again so he can learn how to treat your your father. No, but you, yeah, if your son asked you, you'd be like, oh, can you buy me this car? Can you buy me this? Right. But um, look, uh, your story's amazing, and, and you obviously have made him proud, and you you yeah. took advantage of all those opportunities. Can't wait to see you in the ring again, champ. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you guys so much. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Great chat with Sanisa. I had fun today, Barack. Listen, big heavyweight showdown this weekend. I think this man is slowly becoming a boogie man of the heavyweight division. Is that so, Mr. Joe Joyce, Barack? Um, speaking of slowly, yes, yeah, slowly he's doing everything he does, especially in the <laughs> ring. A pretty slow fighter, slow feet. Slow as molasses. My God, he gets them out of there. And you also know, he, he has a chin made out of the rocks that the Everest mountain is made out of. Oh gosh, the, Joe Joyce, that guy out. that's why we want to see him against Deontay Wilder. But this fight, it's it's a stay busy fight. I guess I can call it stay busy. I think 
I think his skill level and his chin and his his uh, uh, punch output is just going to be way too much for Zhang. You know, we, we already seen Zhang get outclassed. Um, and, and I think it's just going to be a massacre. Oh, yeah, it is. I, a regular I Joe Joyce massacre. You don't want to miss that. All no, right? but I look forward to seeing Joe Joyce with some better opposition. Yeah, for real. You know. Better than Zhang, uh, you know. You know, hopefully soon later this year. But that's our show for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Peace and love. Stay safe. We're out of here.